When we were working on Creative at Riot and we were trying to, to push the bar with things, it was really, a lot of it was just sort of taking off that, that see things through the lens of some stranger, you know, um, and more just sort of thinking of like, what inspires me, what draws me, you know? I think, I think mm. people always, or people will frequently, when they think about the masses, right? think down, you know, but when they think about themselves, they think up. And so to me, it's like, hmm. like make, make content that inspires you and that should inspire, you know, someone like, like you, right. So like the, the you in there, right. Not just some faceless, you know, batch of people out there who, who react to stats. Welcome to Building Better Games, where we dive into what matters most in game development, leaders, and culture. Your hosts are Aaron Smith and Benjamin Karsich. Aaron and Ben are two veteran game industry leaders who have served a global audience of gamers and want to change how games are made. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Building Better Games. Um, I'm pretty excited about this one, not just because um, Ben and I both know Alex quite well and have worked with him over the years making games, but uh, he's been doing some really cool shit in the last couple of years uh, since he's come back to Riot. And um, I'm fascinated, not just because it's game developers doing more cool stuff, but also because the bridge here to Arcane, um, this big Netflix show now that is killing it on the circuit and everyone's talking about is really fascinating to me because I've grown up and lived my whole life as a gamer just expecting that any TV property based off of a game was going to be terrible <laughs> or any movie based off of a game property was going to be terrible. And, and that is simply not the case with this. And that is super exciting. So we're going to dig into that and more. But first, I'm going to kick things over to Alex. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We're really excited to chat with you, man. Hey, Aaron, thanks, thanks for that intro, and uh, Ben, good, definitely good, good buddies from the old Riot days. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm Alex Yee. Uh, I started working at Riot in early weekend only closed beta. Uh, that was in 2009. Pretty much my only job worth talking about up to that point. Um, and then I, I started there in customer support uh, for couple of years, moved over to creative, doing sort of backstories, VO, pretty much anything that was written for champions. Uh, and then I guess uh, a lifetime after that, um, uh, this this other guy, Christian Link, and I started this this sort of pet project inside Riot for a TV show called Arcanes, or the creators of that show. Awesome. Something just struck me I want to ask you about, actually, because I don't, I don't think I've ever asked you this before. Your journey is I think really awesome. And uh, there was a handful of us that were lucky enough to to have a similar journey. Like back in those days, there was this jack of all trades, kind of figure out what the players need, figure out how best to add value. It's funny, you just threw out your sort of job description, but I, I, I laughed to myself because it almost didn't even really matter from a certain perspective, you know, like, I mean, God, there must've been only what, 50 or 60 of us at that time. Yep. It was, Max. Uh, yeah, there were about, I think there were about 40 when I joined and yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it was certainly that, you know, the, uh, 
when when everyone is aboard the ship and it is filling up with water, everyone's a bucketer, uh, regardless of what hat you're wearing. So so yeah, that uh, that certainly was the feeling in the early days. Definitely what I liked a lot about um, Riot at the time, and I guess just startups in general. You know that 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 feeling that every day is going to be this new challenge and everyone's going to have to figure out how to rise to it. Um, that's something that really I don't know just always gets me up in the morning. And I think part of that is what what kept us going through the production of Arcane, you know, because it was certainly a long, uh, rocky road at different points. Um, and, you know, it was just that feeling of of having a small team working on something special and, and kind of believing in it uh, that, that I think helped power us through. As a leader, are there, going back to the beginning, are there any, like, key sort of formative experiences that you recall that just were sort of watershed moments in your journey? Um, God, it's, uh, it has, it has been a long time. So the, the recall, it's, it's so many different memories, I guess, train wreck in my mind when, when, when I think about <laughs> things like that. Um, y- you know, I think w- what we faced in the very beginning was, uh, a lot of doubt at the company, um, you know, for what I think were pretty sensible reasons, right? We'd, we'd never done any of this before. Um, we were trying to figure out, how do you write a TV show while we were trying to figure out what is a good TV show? Um, you know, what, what's the right way to adapt the league IP. And then, uh, at the same time building an animation pipeline, because the, the animation studio that we worked with Fortiche in Paris was really a handful of people. You know, I think, I think it was like 15, the first time I went out there, you know, that now they were up to you know, three, three fifty, three hundred fifty people. In, wow. Yeah, at the height of of production, and and none of us had done this. You know, they they pretty much made music videos before that, so um, it was a lot of learning for for all of us, a lot of experimentation, uh, reinventing wheels uh, that turned out to be wheels. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, the I, I think rightfully there were a lot of people who were asking questions about you know whether whether it was right to continue investing in, in us and in this project. Um, and, and, you know, like whether we could pull it off, um, you know, I guess to that point, there was a moment, uh, when, you know, I think we had a a real inflection point and we weren't, it was kind of a a go, no go, uh, for the project, Mm -hmm. like a point where, where we certainly were afraid, uh, it, it might, it might wind up, uh, being, being taken out to the shed. Um, and what Christian, so Christian actually went to the, uh, the CEO of the company, Nicolo, and, um, you know, a lot of the talk that we had around that time was about the project, you know, about investing in the project, about the risks of the project and everything. And, you know, Christian said something to Nicolo that was, um, he basically said, I, I do want you to invest in the project, but really what what I see this as is investing in us, right? Investing in the team that will be able to build these types of things for the future, because that's that's what you're really looking into here. Um, and you know, I think I think that was a bit of an eye opener for him um, when I heard the story. I was like, that is, it's it's interesting because we never really thought of it that way because it's so easy, I guess, when you work at a company like that and you have these big ambitions to be so product focused, you know, and so, mm-hmm. so married to this, this content that you're trying to get out to players that you sort of lose sight of the fact that there is this longer game, you know, of your, your team and your talent and, and, you know, this, this sort of, I don't know, this, this machine you're trying to build. 
What I love mm. about that is also that illustrates that you you both together, but also your team weathered that storm because you know if other people are asking questions, I'm sure you guys were asking questions as well. And and how, is how do you sort of keep the faith? Like you're clearly passionate about it, right? But you, there were probably some points maybe where it was hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So like, how did you stay the course? How did you stay focused? How did you keep the faith that you could actually drive it home? Uh, it's a very good question. And I can, at least in, in my experience, the, uh, the imposter syndrome never goes away. Um, you know, there's <laughs> there, even with Arcane out now, there, it's not a day passes that I'm not looking at a script and wondering why anyone is letting me do this. Um, but, uh, you know, there were, there were a couple things, you know, I think one thing that I've always kept with me from early riot was this, this really feel or the strong feeling that I'm doing this for the players, right? I'm doing this as, as a person who is a, a, like a lore fan of games myself. Right. And as someone who's also experienced what you guys have experienced of like, you're, you're growing up and every video game show or movie that comes out, you're like, you get your hopes up. Or at least up to a point, you get your hopes up, and then and then you watch it, and you're like, that really sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so I worked for such a long time with a lot of people who you know poured their hearts into building champions and and creating these backstories and these personalities for them, and so a lot of this was a labor of love for me to to just to just feel like I was doing justice, you know, to all the work that people put in, and to to give these players who supported us for such a long time. A, a real look at these champions that they, you know, they, they make all this fan art of that they're, they're dedicated to, um, that you go to conventions, you see people cosplaying. Um, it just, it felt like too much time had passed, uh, at Riot without us giving them something more substantive, substantive, uh, mm-hmm. in a, in a narrative form. Um, and then, you know, there's a, a certain degree of, of, I think, uh, ignorance mixed with arrogance uh, in the early part of the process where you have no idea just how big the monster is that you're going off to slay. Uh, mm. And you're you're like, I'm sure I can do it. I've got this long sword. It's going to be great. Uh, and then and then you get in the cave. And at that point, you realize uh, just just what you've gotten yourself into. But by now, you're you're already there. So you're sort of in the thick of it. Um, I, I definitely think with big ventures like this, uh, at least again, in my experience, I, I, it's always worked out better when I leapt before looking, because um, <laughs> it's everyone. Everyone's very quick to tell you all the hazards of mm. of anything risky, uh, and and you know, early on w- with the story and with the project, we 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 talked to so many people trying to get uh, insight, you know, and figure out like, okay, how how can we how can we denoob ourselves um, and. <laughs> what I was surprised to find out was that while everyone would have a load of opinions uh, about about what you need to do and also just why you're doing everything wrong right now, uh, there's very little consensus uh, amongst all of that. Mm. You know, you'd I would kind of expect that if you go to all these industry veterans and talk to them, you'd have this sort of like consistent heat map of 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 notes, right? Um, but it was just kind of all over the place. Um, so. 
Yeah, I honestly, I all I can say is that we just we just kept moving forward. Um, I I always I'm a, I'm a hiker, you know, and I, the the metaphor of the mountain has always been good for me, right? Where it's like, <laughs> don't worry about how far it is to the top. Just just take the next step, right? And then and eventually you'll wind up there. Tell us more about that. What you just said there was super interesting to me. This idea that you went out to seek knowledge, wisdom, and experience from people who had done this before. And you were kind of astounded, it sounds like, to find that there wasn't really much in the way of vanilla models or information. How, what was that like? There, I mean, there, there are a lot of things that, uh, there are a lot of formulas, you know, that people will hearken to. But when people are actually digging into specifically what you're doing, um, at least what I've found, uh, and this is really s- specifically on the creative, um, people what what you wind up getting in in people's feedback is a lot of uh their vision for what it is mm. that you're doing and also you know sort of like mm. just just a, a snapshot of their taste um and mm. and those things actually vary i think more than people realize from person to person uh so so even when like almost no matter how many documents you create right where you're trying to say like this is the point of what we're doing. This is the yeah. Bible. You know, it's like everyone, everyone can read two sentences and walk out of the room with a totally different interpretation. Um, you know, we've always yeah. found that uh, if you're, if you're trying to carry a vision uh, across a large team or, or, uh, you know, just, just for a long amount of time on a project, a, a big part of it is just sort of saying the same thing consistently over and mm-hmm. over and over again in a lot of different rooms. So you're just sort of reinforcing this, this, this North star for everyone. Yeah, and I imagine that's doubly challenging if there's an existing, a pre-existing IP that everyone has already engaged with. And so therefore everyone's opinions are even stronger than they might be if you were just creating it from scratch. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways at Riot, because because it took us so long, I guess, to 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 finally put something out there like this, um a lot of people either wanted to be, you know, the driver for that or uh just were were really concerned, you know, that that this this first impression um, w- was just you know very dangerous. So yeah. Um, mm. yeah, I mean there were there were certainly a lot of hurdles in that direction. Um, I, at the same time, you know there were a lot of people who showed us support. I think I think another kind of watershed moment for the project, which happened you know right before this talk that Christian had with Niccolo, um, you know we we just we sort of started the train running before we had a plan to to get all the way through. So we were we were getting into animation. We, we built the pilot as a proof point, right? And that was kind of like, this is, this is basically what the show will look like. Uh, and at that time, we really only had the story figured out through the first three, four episodes, you know? Um, and if you've watched the show, there's a there's sort of a shift in 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 time, right? Which kind of changes what the what the feel of the show is a little bit. Um, and so so getting into episode four and five, like we've we've already committed in some ways, right? Because we brought on this this uh, this this whole team at Fortiche. We've hired all these animators, some of the best animators in the world, and and kind of promised them this project again with no credentials. Uh, and and you know somewhere around here, we're we're starting to the the they're catching up to us, and we're falling behind, and we're trying to figure out what it is that you know like how how we're going to conclude this story and and work our way through it. Uh, and, and it was just, you know, like there was, there were errors being made in haste. 
Uh, and so there, you know, at one point, a, a bunch of the leadership at Riot kind of sat us down and had this uh, big talk, you know, about kind of like being like, we're not sure if the story's there. Um, and, you know, for us, this sounded like the death knell, right? Um, mm. So um, what what kind of surprisingly they said was, you know, it's okay. Um, we We think this can work take some time, figure this out, right? Make it good uh, and 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 keep going, basically stay the course, uh, which which was a big thing because, you know, once everyone at Fortiche was sort of spinning, I mean, it's a massive team over there, so you're spending quite a bit of money, right, to keep them employed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we yeah. were also worried that if we have to hesitate production, you know, everything is a, it's a chain, right? And so yeah. if yeah. you stop at the front end, you're gonna have this big gap. And so you're just gonna have, you know, months where you have all these people on staff, uh, and and no work for them, or what is more likely to happen, you have to lay them off and then see if you can get them to come back again. Um, something happened really fortunately uh, in that process, which was that um, we, uh, Riot sort of like looked around and said, hey, what else could they work on? Um, and and from this came to, to very successful music videos, uh, the, the KDA pop star video and the, and the rise video for, for one of the season ends, mm. I believe. Um, and so <laughs> lucky, uh, they didn't, it actually didn't really wind up uh, hitting us that hard, uh, production wise. Um, and it also gave Fortiche a bit of a breather, you know, cause they were, you know, the, right. the water was rising for them just as much as it was for us. And so they could sort of figure out some of the, some of the technical issues on their end and, um, and, you know, it just kind of gave everyone a bit of a reset. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about doubting yourself, right, this sort of moment where uh, yeah. a, a, a round table uh, tells you, like, you, you're not ready, you don't have it. Um, that is, that is a, it's a, it's a hard one to come back from, you know. I, I will say a lot of people ask about the, how scary it is, you know, to work in an IP that is this big and this established. Um, this is where, for me, having having been in it for such a long time, right, and from such an early phase, you know, like when there were only two creative pe- or people with creative in their title, like Riot, I was one of them, right? And so um, yeah. it, I, I've always felt it very natural working in the IP, you know, for for writing these characters. So often, it's it's like putting on a comfortable pair of clothes, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's very they're very familiar to me. So, you know, I certainly do feel like that, you know, if there, if there's a special sauce with arcane in terms of, in terms of how, how it realizes the video game, I think definitely having lived and breathed the IP for such a long time really helped. Um, but we also, and I might be jumping ahead of some questions here, but we also, um, we, what we wound up doing after that was sort of like building a team that was a mix of people who'd worked in TV and people who'd worked, uh, in games. Um, and I think it was, you know, both finding a healthy balance there, but also just the the luck of of those people clicking together really well. You know, um, one of the one of the writers that we have, uh, her her name's Amanda Overton. Uh, you know, like her um, her description was was something like uh, a comic book video game scientist. Uh, you know, like 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 writer, uh, and and so when she came in, I was like, I was feeling pretty good about that, and kind of right off the bat, um, you know, we 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 clicked really well, um, and she's definitely a friend of the project. You can 
you can see her uh, on the social medias uh, commenting for <laughs> for players, which is something I do not do quite so much. <laughs> so, so I want to. I have like a couple of questions. Um, you described the different perspectives you got from other wise people in the industry as often driven from a place of, um, and this not being bad, but just like, hey, this is my preference, this is my taste, this is how I interpret what you're saying. Um, and, that, and I don't know if you have an answer to this, but if, if someone were to come to you, like you went to these other people, um, without it being a, well, these are my taste things or whatever, like, do you have sort of foundational principles or pieces of advice that you would give to someone who's like, hey, I'm trying this thing. You're now, they're now viewing you as the wise person. And, you know, you're trying to learn from your experience of there was no good heat map, right? I talked to 10 people and I got 10 meaningfully different responses that meant that I absolutely was like, okay, I feel like I'm still at square one, but with a lot of decent anecdotes or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, one thing I'll say at the top, I definitely, I believe pretty much everyone we went to for help was doing their best to help us. You know, I don't think anyone was trying to turn it into their project. Um, oh, I just no, think totally. this is yeah. this is yeah. just a thing, you know, sort of like a latent. I think you have to have a, a very mature... And uh, I, I like in some ways almost like a like you really need to not be personally motivated, I think, toward a project in mm -hmm. order to, to to walk this line. Like when <laughs> when you're asking me, what would I do? I'm like, in some ways, I would recommend that you go to someone else because I'm someone where it's like if I sink my teeth into something creatively, it's really easy for me to create my own darlings and get married to things. Right. So I think I absolutely <laughs> would be would be someone who would who would do this. Um, I, I certainly, you know, starting with the questions, right. Where it's like, what are you, what are you trying to achieve? You know, what, what are you hoping, uh, you know, people are going to react to, you know, like what, what are some other types of, of shows or material, you know, that, that, that inspire you? I think those kinds of questions up front, um, are definitely a better way to get into it than sort of like starting from this place of like, okay, I see what you're going for here here's what I recommend. You know, um, I think, mm. I think oftentimes that kind of gets you into the place of never even having the conversation about specifically what it is that they want to do, uh, about, but more focusing on extrapolations of what they've done, you know? Um, yeah. and I think all, you know, like a lot of the times when people are coming with it, coming for this type of advice, uh, the thing they want their project to be is not actually the thing you're looking at now, you know? Um, right, and so, yeah. so it's easy to, to, I guess, you know, get a, get a different view of the future. Um, I, you know, obviously a great amount of humility <laughs> I can imagine, uh, would, would help with this. I, I would tend to think that people who, how do I say this? People for whom this is not the ticket they're trying to ride to success, you know, are more likely to be people who uh, are going to 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 leave the stage to you. Um, mm -hmm. I, we we definitely worked with people who you could tell that this was never going to be like this wasn't going to be the thing that they were going to be like. I need my name on the front of this because I'm gonna you know that's going to be the the stepping stone to my next big thing. You know, they they were people who were just sort of coming in and saying like, hey, you know, nice to meet you curious to see what you're, what you're, what you're doing over here. Um, and just, you know, sort of chatting as creatives, um, mm. in a lot of ways, I, it, it's, it's, it's a two way street, right? Like you, uh, I've always, I've always felt like with feedback, which is, you know, a, 
a word of great connotation in the industry. It, the, you, you being good at uh, giving feedback is as important as being good at getting feedback and really knowing how to interpret it. Um, oftentimes, you know, you, you, you always, it, it always works better when you can just trust in the good intentions, right? But sort of also know where, uh, where to interpret what someone's driving at um, with with the the specific things that they're telling you. Um, and you you had mentioned this idea of it really helps a lot to be in service of a audience facing goal that we all share, so that it helps us to depersonalize it a little bit. Like if the only thing I have to lean into is what I think is really cool or what I think is really good, uh, that's probably not going to be the same as what you think is really cool right. or yeah. what you think is really good. So um, I, I love that. That was like the, one of the first things you mentioned there that like struck me. It's like, Hey, no, there's a, a grander purpose that we're trying to achieve here. Yeah. I mean, I, and of course, you know, this, again, it's the, that the, the early days of riot, you know, it was just, we, we never knew what the game would become. So I guess same thing with arcane, right? <laughs> we never, we never, honestly, in a lot of ways, we were just sort of waiting for the day where people are like, okay, you've had your fun time to time to stop or hand this over <laughs> to people who know what they're doing. Um, but, but you know, that, that, when when there is no ego and there is no thing to live up to really all you have is kind of like what what is the dream you know what is the right. what's what's yeah. the horizon that you're headed toward um i w- i will say though you know it's the there is there is a dark side you know to the to the in service of the players thing because that can also be the saber that you wield you know um yeah for, right for <laughs> the, the argument opinion, winner you know <laughs> yeah exactly uh <laughs> i don't know you know at the end of the day i don't there really is no magic formula. It's just, it's everything. I've always thought of of writing, but just general creative work m- more in the sense of how how you think of of like a like people on a sports team, right? Where um, I think a lot of people tend to think of like a great book or a great movie as this 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 thing, you know, this product that that is it is this good, right? And and from that you can you can deduce what everyone is capable of, right? Like you, you've learned the competency of, of the people who created this thing. But, you know, for me, it's like everything, everything is just that game, that day, that moment, you know, it's like the best people make mistakes. Uh, the, the, well, the, 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 the newer people, right. Can, can have incredible breakthroughs. Um, it really, it's a, it's a continuous project. Right. And, and you shouldn't you shouldn't really measure things in any one particular product or any one piece of a product. You should really like measure uh, both how how well someone does over a long term, but also just kind of like how how they grow, right? Um, because mm. it's it's so often again looking to the future. We we had we had one moment. Um, this was a, kind of a funny one that that I I it, it's not going to be the only place that you hear it if you're if you listen to a lot of uh, interviews that we've done, but the uh, the I had I had a funny moment with Brandon early on when we were showing him the pilot, right? And um, you know, I think for a lot of us the pilot we we're we were more fond of the end of the season than the pilot because again, we got to put into practice all these lessons that we learned as we were going. Um, but so when we showed them the pilot uh, they're like, it's pretty cool, you know, I, but I don't know, you know, it's a big, it's a big investment and everything. And I said, Brandon, if everything goes as planned, this is going to be the worst episode of TV we ever make, uh, which is a risky thing to say when it's the only thing that you've made. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he, he took that really well. 
um, mm. and, you know, sort of understood, uh, because, you know, that's, that's what we did at Riot. We, we just kept trying to get better and, uh, and stumbling often, but then just trying to, to make a, make a, a lesson out of it. Um, it was with Christian, you know, I guess this is another thing that, you know, we kind of used during the hard times was, you know, we would just say like, we're not, this isn't about us being the best writers in the world or the best show producers in the world, right? Like the, what, what, what we have going for us and that we can have faith in is that we, we don't have egos and we will adapt quickly, right? We, we know we can mm. do this, right? So we'll, we'll just learn and we'll figure it out. Um, and, and we'll do better next time. Um, let me, uh, let me tack on to that because you may, you may have just uh, revealed some of the secret sauce here. <laughs> Earlier, you, re- you referred to the secret sauce of sort of honoring the IP, which is, you know, obviously a big part of what you guys were trying to do. But like, I think the thing that just, I have so much difficulty as, as an outside observer, as somebody who, and I mean, and I even get Riot, and this still boggles my mind. I mean, you guys made an unbelievable TV show. And like that alone, aside from anything else, is incredibly novel. Because again, as if for, for folks that are gamers or game developers out there, surely you are familiar with the reality of the last 15 years, which is that most games IP uh, or game IP based television or movie properties have not turned out super well. Like I'm being kind. Uh, when I say that, there's some real stinkers in there, like unbelievable stinkers. And and I think, you know, you I, I also with a background in film myself and having gone to college for that and everything, like I I did remember there there was like a lot of latent ego in the space. And and you look up to these people who are like these demigods of creativity, and you know, there's big names and all this stuff. Yet again, as an industry that been unable to really produce anything of serious quality. So I, I think the jury's pretty much in that you guys nailed it. Um, so, so, and, and I'm comfortable saying that, so you don't have to worry about saying <laughs> that yourself. Very generous, but like, thank you. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, I, I feel like all the stats that are available for, for judging this are, are, are pretty well in your corner there. But, but I, the question I really want to ask is, what do you think it was? Like, what do you think it, what, what was the secret sauce? Was it that humility and that learning journey that you guys went on? Or was there more that you think led to this recipe where it's like, holy shit, we made something really awesome here in a space where there's mostly crap? Uh, well, I mean, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna pick something to have to be the secret sauce, I'm, I'm probably gonna put it on the creative at Fortiche. Uh, I think they're, yeah. they're an absolutely phenomenal uh, group of artists. I think, I think just across the board in everything that they do, you know, they have both, I mean, the, the competency, of course, but also just this, this artistic drive, you know, like they, they never want to do something well enough. They always want to do something groundbreaking. Um, and, and they push themselves really hard. Uh, I, I really though, you know, like I, I, I don't know that there's one special thing. I think there's just a lot of, uh, happy coincidences, you know, that sort of came together in the, in the production of this. Um, 
One thing I think when we talk about, you know, the, the sort of the video game curse, because I do think it's ebbing, right? We it, there's mm-hmm. a there's a big it difference is. in nineties video game adaptations and Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't know about aughts, but I mean you know, I the, personally the, the, love Castlevania. I right, think it's right. awesome. But and there's there's probably some more stuff out there that right. people are like, this is really, the, really the good. The Witcher, yeah. if you're if we're going by yeah. stats, oh, yeah, certainly go. the Witcher yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but like I think, you know, one of the reasons that we're seeing more of these shows feeling more authentic is because those of us kids, right, who grew up playing these video mm. games are adults now, right? And we can make them with without having this, this same perspective of, I'm making a show for kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I think even even with Arcane, this was a big question in the beginning, you know, what, sh- what should the tone of this show be? Um, who are we making this for? L- League is, you know, it has that that, you know, teen rating, right? So it's like 13 plus, right? And so there's definitely a, a, a group of people who would say, you know, make make something like what you'd see on on sort of the Saturday morning, you know, kind of cartoon, if they if that if that even still exists. Um, but uh, <laughs> but but it's Sunday morning now, actually, right? Yeah, so. I guess it's 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 whatever whatever morning you decide to start Netflix. Uh, but. Uh, you know, like we're we're making this for us, and I think even what surprises me is when I run into people who who sort of lose that. Um, you know, where it's like then then you know they feel like now they're making a, a, a game for kids, and I'm like, but you're still a player of these games, you know, and you're you're mm. pushing forty, so uh, you know, like don't you want content for you as well? Um, and I think you know one of the things that I would tell people when when they would talk about kind of the, you know, the, the demographic of, 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 of league, you know, being, being in that, you know, what, 13 to, to 2024 20, range or something like that. Um, I'm like, well, sure. But there, this game has been around for over 10 years now, you know, and there's a lot of us who played it and it was still a formative game um, back in the day. And maybe we have jobs and kids and things like that now, but that doesn't mean that we wouldn't still like to see, you know, stories about our characters. Right. And so we, that this is the kind of show that, you know, if I weren't, if I, if I didn't make it right, then I also would have checked in just to be like, Hey, what is this? You know, I, I'd like to mm. see a good version of that. I mean, the, the Warcraft movie was way past, uh, the, the, at least my time in wow. Right. And so I, I tuned into that with the same hopes. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, this oftentimes I think when, when we were working on creative at riot and we were trying to, to push the bar with things, it was really, a lot of it was just sort of taking off that, that see things through the lens of some stranger, you know, um, and more just sort of thinking of like, what inspires me, what draws me, you know, I think, I think mm-hmm. people always, or people will frequently when they think about the masses, right. Think down, you know, but when they think about themselves, they think up. And so to me, it's like, like make make content that inspires you and that should inspire you know someone like like you right some like the the you in there right not just some faceless you know batch of people out there who who react to stats and who who vote strangely or or things like that um, I should probably avoid any political stuff but, but you know like <laughs> just the just weird you know weird things that sort of bubble up to to the to, I don't know the 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 simple you know, no, uh, breakdown of people. I, I love that. There's almost this idea of like, I want to draw people towards something better rather than pandering to their base mm-hmm. self. Or giving and them what, what they're saying they want, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Just like, oh, cool. Let's just give them, you know, um, comfort food, right? It's like, no, it's like pull them, pull them up. 
Well, it's, it's, that's that. interesting. I, I don't that. think arcane is comfort food. I think I even made a comment to you when we were no. chatting like a couple months ago where I'm like, dude, this shit is intense. Like yeah. it's like I, I, I got a couple episodes in and I was just like, I need a break. Yeah. I feel I, I feel like and, it, and not not that it's depressing or anything like that. It's just it's just it's it's Heavy. meaty. It's you know, it's <laughs> like eating a rich steak or something like that. You sometimes you have to box the other half of it and take right. it home. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. that's, but at the same time, it's like, that's the steakhouse you want to go back to, right? <laughs> because you're like, this is high quality, rich content. And I think that that was so fascinating to me because there's just not a lot of that out there. Like there is even on, um, I mean, on Netflix in particular, um, they have a very wide, they, um, you know, diaspora of different shows and things like that. And so you don't, you don't always know what you're getting when you, when you pick something up, but it's like, yeah, there, that, that is, was a big takeaway for me, like a certain richness to the content and like deep, deeply emotional too, actually, and deeply relatable, I think in a lot of ways, like all of those things kind of caught me off guard and and none of that has anything to do with the IP from a certain perspective, right? It's just like the way you guys approached connecting with people, which I think is super cool. Yeah, there, there's a lot that, I mean, th- this sort of falls into, or elements of this fall into a category of, uh, you know, learnings for us, right? Like the, I mean, we certainly weren't forecasting Arcane to to be as um, successful, I guess, as it was. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we, we, we could hope, uh, but it, 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 you know, people just really responded well to it. I mean, I, I honestly, I was, very dubious, you know, the first couple days. Cause I'm like, I know the league audience. I know there's gotta be a, a, like more cynicism than this out there. Like, where is it? Where's like, when are, when's the, when's the other shoe going to drop? Uh, but, but people really, really welcomed us with open arms. Um, I had no idea really uh, whether, whether people would be able to stomach, you know, the, the tone uh, like for, for a really long time. Um, and certainly this was, you know, one of the things a lot of people would come to us about, you know, sort of saying like, Hey, it's super heavy or it's super dark. Um, and you know, in some ways (laughs) it's still a little surprising. Um, I remember I started feeling a little bit good, you know, as we were leading up to the to the release of the show, we started putting out some of the promo assets, and you started seeing these these comments like, "I'm getting ready to get destroyed," you know, and things like that. And I'm like, "Okay, good, they they know," because uh, <laughs> because yeah, there's 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 certainly a lot of a, a, a lot of difficult moments uh, in it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Game of Thrones, I think, primed yeah. the pump for a lot of that. So so we could we could you know sort of I guess fall back on that for confidence. Um, but also, you know, when you talk about it being so packed, right, we did not, animation is so expensive. You know, I think people don't realize just what a Herculean effort it is to create one minute of animated, like high quality animated content. Um, like nothing is a mistake, right? You don't, you yeah. don't have outtakes, right? There's no, there's nothing, the, the things that are left on the cutting room floor are things you paid dearly for, you know? So you really yeah. don't want any of those. Um, and so, uh, like what happened with the show was that we, in, in some ways we compressed a lot of story, right? It was, and, and I, I, I would love to say all of that was totally deliberate, but certainly a fair portion of it was like, okay, how are we going to get all this in here? Um, uh, but interestingly, you know, for me, it's kind of made me think a little bit about 
you know, just the pace of our lives and entertainment, you know, because it, it does seem like in some ways that that really fast moving story actually kind of forces you to put down your phone, right? Or go back, right? And get replay value yeah. out of it because it's just like everything's zipping by. If you if you look away or you do something, you're 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 probably going to miss uh, what's happening. And then, and you know, like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at you if that's what happened, but like, hopefully then it makes you want to go back and sort of fill in the gaps. Um, and then, and then, you know, repeated viewings or something like that, just sort of build, build an affinity, right? Those characters become more meaningful to you. And I think this is something that, um, you know, we, we did some of, but Fortiche also put a lot in, you know, there's all these things to discover on a second watch, you know, all these little hidden gems, especially if you're a league fan, there's, there's so many Easter eggs. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I, it's been, it's, it's still every day, a learning process for me. So much of this. So I want to shift tracks cause we've talked about arcane, some of the vision, where it came from, things like that. I want to dive into leadership. And, um, so you said, uh, joined riot. 2009 as player support uh or did we actually call it customer service or something back then it was, was it, i think it was customer service back then yeah. yeah yeah okay so so like you you go from there and then you jump towards narrative creative um, back then cre- creative yeah okay yeah <laughs> uh, creative and and um i showed up later right i showed up in 2011 and you know worked started working in the same space in like 2012 and I'm curious for your journey as an individual contributor towards being a leader, because obviously on Arcane, you're very much in a leadership role. Um, and at what point has that, was that something you were always interested in? Was that something that like, ah, you just saw the need and move towards it? Like as it relates to you as leader, where, how would you describe that origin? Well, so, you know, uh, maybe it's different for other people, but for me, I, I never really felt like there was a moment where someone said, here, here's your, here's your badge, you're a leader now, um, start acting, uh, accordingly. Um, you're telling me your scrum master certificate wasn't the sufficient, that was... <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, I did, I did do my scrum master training with Mark Franz. Um, uh, the, the, no, it was, I, you know, the, because we were, we were always so underwater, you know, at Riot back then. And because, you know, we hired a lot of people very quickly. Um, you know, it's sort of this thing of, you know, the, 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 the being, being in, in like Vietnam metaphor was often used back in the day, right? Um, where it's like people come in fresh and it really doesn't matter what their title is or, or what, what, you know, like what, what school they went to, uh, they've they've never seen this right and everything like it's about to get real really quick while they're there Mm -hmm. so it's kind of you know i always felt like it was just sort of my job as the guy who'd been there to kind of just get them ready right uh because because we're going into the jungle tomorrow um and so i i I hope i hope these are not uh, triggering references i have (laughs) i have to admit i am not i'm not the best uh but it's uh but so so you know like the this just oftentimes it was trying to support people, you know, trying to, trying to help out, trying to like share, uh, the benefits of anything that you'd learned as you went. Um, I, I certainly one thing that, you know, Christian did when he was working on this project, cause he was, you know, for, for a while with arcane, he was the guy who was in charge. I was just the guy who kind of helped him start it out. Um, you know, he, 
what I what I tremendously respect about him is that he would just take on new disciplines, you know, when he needed to or when when something was in trouble or when when we felt like this was a new uh, avenue we were trying to open uh, in in sort of our production or like our production pipeline. Um, so, you know, I recommend that a lot, I guess, for for people who are like, if you're working at a big company and, you know, you're you're you know, like the, the, the CEO or something like that. And you're wondering like, why, why is the writing team or the creative team, you know, why are they not making good creative? Um, it's, I, it's like, take a week <laughs> if you can, right. And, and just hang out with them and try and do what it is that they do. Uh, because oftentimes, mm. you know, there are, there are all these, all these problems that you don't know people are making concessions in order to address, right. Or at least they're, they're making decisions in order to address them. And so when yeah. you, all you're looking at is kind of this final product, you, you're just kind of like, you, you can see the holes in it, but, but oftentimes those holes are there for reasons other than your, you know, the people who are working for you having no idea what they're doing. Um, also just in general, that's going to build trust, you know, like the, the, there's so, so much, especially in when, when you don't have, like concrete ways to evaluate your product, right? Creative is just so ephemeral. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it's a big trust game. You just have to really be willing to 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 take a chance on someone. Um, you know, with Fortiche, again, they did all all of this was new for them as well. And there are there are some of what I think are some of the most signature scenes in Arcane where. <laughs> it's not what was in the script at all, you know, like, uh, it's, it's a, it's a totally different scene than what we'd envisioned. Um, but you know, there's a guy over there who's kind of the, he's the, the sort of story creative guy. Uh, and he, you know, <laughs> what Christian always say, you know, like when Arno has a crazy idea, you just go with it. Um, and <laughs> cause you know, just oftentimes it, 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 it comes out way better uh, than you would have imagined. And also, you know, I think uh, with Fortiche, this is very specific to this project, but there's also a language barrier, right? So it's like, sometimes he's explaining to you what it is that he thinks uh, this scene could be. And you're like, I can't make a scene in my head out of what you just said, but I trust you. And then, and then you know, you see the boards a little while later and you're like, this is brilliant. Um, so, so yeah, but if, you, if, you're, if you're sort of getting in the trenches with people Honestly, I think that just will get past a lot of the conflict at work, you know, like like because because so often um, when you see uh, the the sort of I guess the, the the battle between management and and, you know, you're, you're sort of like you're the rest of your staff. Um, it comes from the fact that people feel like in some dark room over there, someone's making a decision. Right. I don't know why they're making the decision because I don't know why they're making the decision. I'm going to make assumptions that they're making these decisions for poor reasons. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Also in those rooms, you know, like, like things, you know, things, things get said on any level of being, you know, either serious or in jest about like, Oh, well, you know, this guy, he always loves to do that or that, that, that woman's like this. Um, and you know, those things are never, like they, they, it's like the the more that type of talk happens, the more you just wind up sort of forming these yeah. camps, right? Yeah, so, so creating yeah. a shared experience and a shared context, right? You know, get gets people to build trust. You know, on that uh, point of building trust, you know, you've talked about a couple sort of ingredients or elements that were present here that are very different than most game developers have experienced. So you've got. I mean, there's obviously the external animation studio aspect, which and that whole relationship, which in, in and of itself isn't that abnormal. You know, game companies work with external parties, 
But there is this also like vastly different backgrounds and that you had, you brought in game developers and you brought in film people, basically. I, I don't, sorry if that's the wrong term. So I'll just call it film experts or TV experts yeah. together. What was that like? And I mean, again, you're in a leadership role here. So you probably dealt with some of the results of mixing those ingredients together and how, what was that journey like for the team and like coming together and, and working through the challenges there and what were the challenges? Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there, you know, it wasn't always very smooth. Um, I think uh, we we did get lucky that a lot of the people who came in, even people who had you know big credentials, came in like very humble um, and and really willing to just sort of uh, hear everyone out. Um, but you know, I think you, you you definitely get a lot of here's how it's done. Right. Um, which which can come with the best of intentions. Right. Because it's just trying to bypass a lot of a lot of, you know, just sort of figuring out the basics. Um, but, you know, like uh, certainly there are a myriad of scenarios in which the way it's done doesn't have to be the way it's done. It's just the way it's been done. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> a, a very simple example of this was, you know, episodes of Arcane are like 30 35, 40 minutes in that range, which like you would have no idea how impossible that was at the time that we were first starting to work in the show based on everyone we would talk to. It's like, Hmm. can't do it. People's brains won't work for it. It's like 30 minutes is comedy. Hour is, is drama. You can, you can, you can make your, your adjustments to that for commercial breaks, but you, you can't possibly do like a 40 minute kind of thing. It's going to like people, it's going to break people's brains open. The, they'll never be able to deal with it. Um, and, and it's one of those things where you're just like, but why, you know, like it's so, it's just a strange thing to say, right. You know, like movies aren't all the same length. Books aren't all the same length. Why, why are we programmed so much for TV shows to be the same length? But it is just one of these things. It's like, you know, the, the commercial breaks and the programming, right? Like that the networks had for such a long time is just like beating this into people. Um, uh, so, uh, let me see if I can find like other specific examples, you know, uh, the, there like, especially with all the different artists, you know, there are, there are different values that different artists are trying to apply to the show. Um, like, so for instance, uh, if like maybe you want to have some really fantastical, colorful, comic booky kind of color in a scene, right? But is that how like the sun would create light, you know, in that moment? And when you have these like incredible artists, right? It's like you have people who are saying like, well, I want to accurately re- represent the time of day, right? People versus people who are saying like, oh, but I want this like, you know, this sort of perfect, you know, like color composition going across the screen. Um, it's I, like, I mean, I, you, in so many of these cases, everyone has a good argument, right? And you're also talking to people who are just like fantastically talented. Um, but, you know, like it, it's there, there are all these sort of like judgment calls uh, that need to be made. And, 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 and I think a big part of this is really just sort of like figuring out who you are, right? What your identity is. I think, I think that's something that um, uh, seems like an important thing if you're, if you're trying to like build your own new thing like this is, is just sort of remembering that 
yes, you should, you should imitate, right. Until you know what it is that you're doing, but there is going to be a certain point where you are your own totally unique, you know, butterfly out there. Right. And so it's okay, you know, for you to have, have your own quirks or your own thing that you're going to lean into. I mean, for, for so many of the greats, you know, those, those become the things that are, are iconic for them. Were Um, there like any like operational collisions? Because again, like a lot of the working methodology is a lot different in the film space than it is in games. And, and presumably when those two groups came together, they had, so like, so you touched on this, like established, like, Oh, I know how this works. Right. Like I've worked at these TV companies or these, these studios and you know, we have these assumptions that we make bringing it. Was there collisions there or did, was it just like throw it all out the window and we're going to make a new thing from scratch or like, how, what was the impact of that? Like in the sort of, in sort of the way people work every day? Yeah, well, let's see. There's, yeah, there's a couple, I guess a couple uh, anecdotes that, that come to mind for that. You know, I, so obviously I think one of the biggest challenges uh, in, in the way that we work on the show is that you have such uh, creative ownership on both sides of the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, uh where does the editing get done, right? This was a question that we had really early because you, everyone who is going to have a, a like directorial opinion is going to essentially want to have like the, the capability to demonstrate what they're thinking with editing. Um, mm. But it's like, like, you know, there's a couple different ways you can do that, right? Is you can have, you can have your editing, uh, in LA, you can have it in Paris, or you can have you know two teams uh, in both places. Um, and I feel like we tried all of them, uh, but the <laughs> uh, the you know like the the the, the, the big drawbacks are that with that nine hour time difference, you someone winds up losing if the editing team is only on one side because the just the communication causes these extraordinary delays, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we wound up having them edit in Paris because, you know, they were they were basically putting in the most stuff per day, right? And so it, it felt like they needed to have that, that kind of access. Uh, if you, you know, if you have editing teams on both sides, you sort of wind up serving two different goals, I guess, in the way, in, in what you're doing with the editing and the style of the editing. Um, and then of course, you know, if we had all the editing over here, it just would have been, um, it just, everything would have taken much longer for them. Um, uh, I guess another slightly different, you know, kind of example was, uh, we, so our goal with Arcane was to have as close to feature quality animation as we could, um, which, you know, for, I guess, just for a little, uh, bookkeeping, the, and this, Still, I mean, in this world, it doesn't make as much sense to me as it used to, but, you know, movies are the money makers, right? Because you can mm-hmm. go to the box office and you can buy a ticket. And so uh, if you make a movie, you make a lot more money be- than something that's programmed on TV because, you know, people are just paying their their subscription for TV. Um, so, uh, so, you know, like we're making a TV show, but we're trying to aim at feature quality. So like the, the cost of trying to hit that quality bar is so much higher uh, than what you would be doing in in TV, um, and so one of the you know one of the guys who we brought in really really early to help us was was this guy who was a director um, or he was a he was a, a boarder um, with Pixar and then he became the director of uh, of Toy Story two, um, Ash Brandon. He you know he was coming into it with to us with this the you know the, this this is how we did it at at Pixar, um, and one of the big things was they do a lot of their iterating in 
storyboards, which means, you know, you write, you write the script, they do boards for it. You review the boards. You're like, this is working. That's not working. Okay. Redo the script, new boards, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and so Pixar movies take a really long time to make and they are very expensive. Um, and you know, we, so we kind of at first started working with that strategy. Um, but the, the TV pipeline is so fast, right? You know, you just need to keep making content so quickly. And so, um, and so it really like having that much back and forth or that much delay, I guess, before you're sort of moving into your later phases of production, um, it was just it, like, it was just completely unsustainable. Right. So we, we basically moved to a lot more iteration and script or doing the best we could and finding ways to sort of work with each other and, and have more, I guess, conversations up front to try and figure out as much as we can in the script phase. And then storyboards, we, we try to do a few iterations and then, uh, get, get locked in, um, as much as we can. And also with storyboards, you know, like we're, uh, I think our storyboards, you will see less movement in terms of, uh, the different camera choices and, and, uh, the different, um, like animation, uh, like, like going through mm -hmm. those phases than you might with other things. Um, although now mm -hmm. with Pixar, Pixar storyboards are almost, I guess, identical to their, their final product. Sorry. It's very shop talky. Um, yeah, it's fine. No, it's, it's so interesting. So you've, and again, just staying on that like leadership angle, you've led creatives. Um, I mean, way back, you were like the ideation team lead. Before that, you probably had other leadership roles before I was even at the company. Since then, you've done so much stuff. Now you're the executive producer. What, I'm curious, like, what are the lessons you pull away for somebody who's like, oh, I want to go into games. I want to be a... Or, or movies, I want to be a producer, I want to, but I want to work with these artists, I want to work with these designers or these writers, the narrative, creative types. Um, you've done it and then you've led it. I'm curious, what, what are your takeaways from that experience? What would you tell someone? Uh, I, so, so much of what I, of how I think about things is going to go to creative. So, um, you know, take with a grain of salt if you're, if you're working in billing. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, just bring everyone in on like a lot of your decisions. You know, I think one of the best managers that I had at Riot is one of the, one of the really early ones, Sean Carnes. Um, he, when he had big decisions to make in the IP, he would just pull everyone into a room and talk about it, you know? And I think that it's so much made it okay or made us okay with whatever the final decision was, right? It was like, even if he wound up saying like, nope, we're going with this other thing, the fact that you felt like you were part of the decision, right? And you were included really gave you the ability to, you know, get on board and be supportive. Um, uh, I, I think another thing is just like, you know, it is <laughs> just this sort of constant reminder that it's the same team, right? That everyone's on the same team. Um, mm. you know, like it's, it's hard to do. Um, but I, you know, I've always said, you know, like just, just point at the elephant in the room, right? Like if people are upset about something or with each other, you know, maybe not getting them in a room together immediately is the first thing to do, but just like, just talk to them about it, you know, just, just, just address the issue. I, I, I think, uh, demonstrating, you know, with your good intentions, is is really the 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 way that people will believe in them you know more than just sort of talking about them um mm -hmm. i think that's going to you you'll interpret that differently depending on what your job is right um but 
I mean, a lot of it for, for me, a lot was customer support. Honestly, like with Christian, I think a big thing between us was the trust that came from customer support, which were these situations where, I mean, customer support is a job where people complain at you all the time, right? And, you know, you have to, you have to come to every single one of them as though it's the only thing, the only complaint you've heard that day, right? Um, and you're, and you have all the compassion mm. in the world for it. Um, and, you know, so I you, think what you're saying is you both, developed deeply diplomatic skill sets. Yeah, but also, I mean, but also the trust that came from it, right? Like Christian and I both worked in that situation. And so, you know, there was never like between us, you know, there was never this sort of like the, the, what are you up to, you know, or, or do you have my back? Um, certainly having people's back, right. To like finding a way to, to show that is, is a big thing, you know, for me with Christian, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I feel like he went to bat for me. Um, he, he told me and, uh, I, I, I don't, I, I, I've got a pretty good, uh, stomach, right? So I don't know. I don't know if, if, if directly, uh, bringing this up with people uh, is always the best idea, but he told me, you know, like when we started working on the project that, you know, people came to him and they were like, take him off the team. He's not the right person for it. You know? Um, and he told me that mm. he was like, I, I, I hear you. Um, uh, and, uh, and, but, but no, <laughs> I, mm. God, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I should say that, <laughs> but, uh, but he, but you know, I, like, sorry, I've been in some situations like that myself. And, um, I actually think that that's quite inspiring, right? to be honest. Um, and I think, you know, you've, you've talked a little bit about this idea of, um, what from the outside, and, and this goes beyond you as a leader, um, what might from the outside look like unorthodox, what might look like different than the way people do this stuff, what might look like, hey, these guys have never done this before, what the hell are you doing? Or what might from the outside look like, why are you spending all this money? Are you out of your mind? And here we are. We're looking at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and you know the most watched original Netflix series of all time. And it's just like, that's reality. And so it's, I, I, I actually find that really inspiring. Uh, I, I should appreciate you being vulnerable and saying that too. Um, Cause I, th I feel like any leader who's really been tested probably has some stories, some like that, you know, a, a few scars. So. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it, there's, if no one's ever doubted you, uh, you're probably kidding yourself. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, and you know, like, I mean, there's also, the, there's just so many simple things, you know, for leaders that they're, they're simple, but they're easy to forget, you know, just like just thanking people for things that they're doing, you know, like just checking in. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, like for me, that every time we would hire someone, I would try to as as soon as possible, you know, just take a lunch with them or something like that, just to say hi, right. To have a conversation. Um, it, I certainly for me, again, because I was, I was never given the official emblem of, of leader. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know that the, that people, I didn't know the point at which people had see, started seeing me differently. And so, mm -hmm. so you can always think to yourself like, no, I'm just me. I'm approachable. I'm over here. You know, anyone can talk to me. Right. Um, but they don't, they don't feel that way. Right. And so yeah. you, yeah. sometimes you have to go out of your way to go say, Hey, what's up? Um, and, and I think also it's good to bear in mind if you are unbeknownst to you or not a, a big intimidating leader that, uh, for a lot of people, especially people who are fresh starting out, um, <laughs> they might 
you know, speak poorly, right? Or not not be at the top of their their communication game, right? Because they're they're in their heads about what it is that they're they're saying or how they're representing themselves or what everything means, you know. So having a little bit of uh, you know, sort of compassion for that um and and a helping them along and B kind of giving them a pass here and there, I guess. And, and, and them, you know, I don't know. It's, it, I, I, love I, I remember yeah, yeah. like I used to with, all, with a lot of the leaders at riot, I felt like, um, some of them, I still feel like, I don't know if I've, I've proven myself yet. Um, but there was always like this sort of like moment where it's like the before and the after this moment where it was like before then they, I, I, I felt like an idiot in front of them and probably looked like one too. And then after that, you know, it felt like we were, um, you know, we'd like coworkers, right. Um, and, mm. you know, I definitely remember some of the, the early interviews that I had with Mark or the early conversations that I had with Mark. And it was like, I was like, I was so frozen up, you know, uh, <laughs> or, or just, just, just not, not my best self. Right. Uh, and so, you, you know, it, it's when you only have that one lunch or something like that, you can certainly have the, the all is lost feeling. Um, <laughs> there's something I, yep. I like to, you're calling out the the importance of the leader in that circumstance to take the initiative um, and to initiate the contact because I I learned after the fact and I'm, I've, I'm sad about it and I think it changed how I led um, a time in the military where someone basically told me, um, hey, your staff, like the people that work directly for me uh, in the brigade or, or the battalion shop I was in, um, they were terrified of me. Like they didn't want to interact with me. They were, they were scared of me and I never wanted to be that. Um, but to be fair, I never initiated contact with them. And some of that goes into like the military and what it is and all those things. Um, but I remember then I showed up to riot at some point after, and it was actually, you were, you were on the champion team when this happened. I can't remember. There was some early champion we were talking about and I suggested something cause we were all like brainstorming an idea and I suggested something. I mean, we were everybody was just overwhelmed and we had, we were trying to do a champion every two weeks and like, it was pretty wild back then. Um, and I remember I said something, people were just like, okay, we're just going to do what the producer said. And I remember being, I was terrified. I was like, I don't, I am the least qualified. I do not know what I'm talking about. Like, please do not just do what I said. Um, but you don't realize your impact as a leader. You don't realize how much weight your words may carry and how hard it can be to approach you because you don't think of yourself as hard to approach. Um, so I really appreciate that, what you called out, like taking the initiative, having the lunch, um, helping people try to see you as more than just, frankly, an authority figure um, and someone who makes call, like makes calls, calls the shots, you right. know? Yeah. I mean, almost to your point, like another, another part of it for me is like, when you're the leader, you don't need to be the one with the idea, you know, like, it's like, I think yeah. so often people are like, uh, uh, you, like has to be, has to be my way. Otherwise I'm losing my grip on things. And I'm like, no, it's kind of the opposite, right? Like you're, you're already at the top. What you need to do is elevate your team. Right. And now your whole team is lifting up. Right. That's the, exactly. that's the, I want to just notes. etch that in stone, <laughs> what you just said right there. Yeah, I, I mean, it's probably a, you need a big stone. But, um, but it's, 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 I love that. That's such, I think that that's a demonstration of, of a certain mentality that is not super common. Um, and, and actually I think that so many leaders draw this connection between this question of, can someone trace these results directly back to me? 
If the answer is no, then I am going to be perceived as a failure or I'm worried even that I am a failure. If the answer is yes, then I'm good. And so you, what you do then, the easiest way to achieve that is just to stick your hand into every single pot you can right. possibly get in. And uh, make sure you're in every single meeting, every single conversation, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, and 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 talk about also the least scalable leadership approach yep. you could take. Um, so I love what you said there because that that is something we just shout from the mountaintops constantly is like let go. Leadership is actually so much about letting go. You and being effective as a, as a leader is about letting go. Yep, that's definitely one that I still I still wrestle with. You know, I think I and and you know, I mean, maybe this is another another uh, just like hint or or pointer. Um, you know, like I. My standard operating procedure is I will do all the things I think I should do, like wh wherever they come from, right? Um, because that's just what I'm used to, right? Again, in the in the sort of world of bucketing out the boat. Um, uh, but you know, like the so I, I'm not the the best at appointing delegation, right? Uh, but when 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 people grab something, right. And just take a swing at it, which I do encourage, right. Like when I have one-on-ones with people or I'm talking to them, you know, like oftentimes I'm saying like, I, I will try to help you with this. Right. But at the same time, you can also help yourself with this, right. If you see something that you think you can do, give it a shot. Right. Um, I think I, you know, like, I guess one of the examples that I had for, for someone was, um, I understand if like how you would, you know, feel trepidatious about, about making a call, like a big call on something, right? Just straight out of the gate. But what you totally can do is you can come to me and say, hey, these people have this, this thing. I think we should do this. What do you think? Right? So you're mm -hmm. making a soft call, right? Like it's like of the two options, you're saying, I recommend this one, but it's still your call, right? Um, mm -hmm. and, and by doing that over time, uh, you, like you're both going to get adjusted, you know, in places where mm -hmm. you might need adjustment and that's sort of like growth in its own way. But you're also just sort of like, it's the more you do that and the more you write, the more I'm just going to be like, you know what, just do it. Right. Just own it. Right. And then, and then through that, you're sort of, you know, like, like guiding your own, your own sort of career growth. Um, and, and honestly, you know, for me, it's also, it's like when people do that, and they and they they do it well. Don't let it slide past you without noticing. You know, like tell them they did a good job. You know, compliment them on it. Like anytime someone's picking up a ball that you either dropped or that was like you know just adding more chaos to you juggling. Like <laughs> tell them to do more of that. Right. Like get get support that effort um, because yeah. the more the more that happens, the 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 better better for everyone. So I wanna I wanna kind of move us towards closing. Um, and I did have one question and it's, I don't know, for some reason I've been thinking about this question since we started talking. So bear with me. And the question is, what should we have asked you that we didn't today about oh, man. your journey or about leadership or whatever? Ah, uh, well, those questions are always so hard. So you don't even get to be the guest anymore. Now you have I to know, host I know. Too. That's right. <laughs> this is our, this is my new strategy for podcasts. Someone, someone, I think, I think someone asked me this question before and I was like, just totally at a loss. Uh, so we'll see if I can do better now. I have, by the way, I have one that's very similar to that, but worded differently. <laughs> okay. Um, but, but it's funny. I think I know Here, what Ben's Eric getting at. Aaron, you know what? Go ahead and ask yours and Alex, you can pick which one you want to answer. Yeah. So <laughs> my, mine is mine is like so so we're all game developers, right? And and I think that this is 
really exciting, really novel, and really interesting. All of it from head to toe. What do you think, as a guy on the inside, what, what do you think would be most surprising to people who weren't working on this project or who weren't directly involved? What do you think would most surprise game developers hearing about this stuff? Uh, game developers specifically? I mean, yeah. I, I okay, well, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll start with an answer. Uh, and it's not necessarily directed specifically at game developers. I, yeah. I don't, this is, I don't know how much of a working how much this is about work or just be like growing up. Um, <laughs> no one ever, no, like no one, no one ever really knows what they're doing. You know, like, it's like, it's like, I, I think that just so frequently based on all the experience people have and, and all, all the, you know, the, the sort of like looking up to your, your role models and your inspiration, it's easy to lose sight of the fact that everyone is just a fallible human being who's just trying to accomplish something at, with you know a myriad of things going on in their lives um and mm-hmm. and you know so with arcane in particular you know like we we liked what we were making right and i i when people were asking me right before i launched like how do you think it's going to do you know i'm like well i've got a lot of faith in fortiche's you know the quality of their art um, but, uh, you know, it's like, we never, we never knew, you know, you never, you never know how something's going to go. And there's really almost no actual point where that changes until release. And then in the, at least in the case of Arcane for a while after that, where you're just sort of waiting for that, that shoe to drop out of the, out of the ether. Um, and, and, you know, like, I think, you know, the, the mistakes that we make because we think that other people, do know a lot more than than they might are oftentimes where a lot of problems happen, right? Like, cause I, I I think I think so frequently when someone, you know, in the in the case of this leadership, right, like overlooks you, right? That's taken as a a deliberate act, right? Not a passive act, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like they are either trying to overlook me or putting or or deliberately putting themselves in a place where they where they don't notice, right? Mm-hmm. Um and 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 everyone, it's always it's always so much clearer for people. I think when they are the one in that situation, um, than than you know when they're looking at someone else who's in that situation. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, like for for me, the transition, you know, I guess that we've talked about a little bit between being uh, the the grunt no one listens to, uh, to the you know, like this this person who suddenly, you know, everyone everyone wants to to hear my opinion on things that is, it's not, it's not comfortable, you know, for one thing, right? Like it, you know, kind of, it's really not like yeah, the, like yeah. what you were talking about, Ben, you know, where it's just like, he said to do this and you're just like, Whoa, were we not going to question that at all? You know, like, it's <laughs> like, it, if, if you have no doubt about what you're doing, you know, like, again, I, I kind of question uh, like where you, where you're at in your, in your career trajectory. And, and also, there is something that comes with the responsibility of leadership that is makes it, 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 I just didn't experience it until I, I was there, which is this sort of feeling of like, of, of how much the stakes are raised for everything because mm. of the fact that you can be letting people down. And, mm. and I, and, you know, for me, that really, really changed the amount of compassion that I would have for, like either bad decisions in leadership or I guess, you know, like, like things that you would consider to be bad decisions in leadership or like, or all the things you disagree with. Right. Because a, 
it it's 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 so much right it's so much that that people like that have to endure and have to carry on their shoulders um and be like it's it's it 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 does in some way well i don't know if i want to say it clouds your thinking i guess actually a better way of putting this is that the 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 more I've been able to see with my vantage point, the more complex every decision has seemed, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, when you're, when you're here and you can see, you know, this much landscape, everything seems so clear and so straightforward. And then you like raise up another level. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. Now I understand why, why it's not as clear cut as that. But like prior to getting there, you know, that's, that's very unapparent. Um, you know, like for instance, I think, you know, there's some, some points at which we were, uh, like, like, you know, like I said, production is, is a, especially for, for a show like this, for as much as we're trying to do in the time that we have, like, it's very, it's very grueling. It, it, it takes a lot out of you. Um, yeah, I, I came into the show with the sort of mentality of like the product is everything, you know, we have to, we have to do the best for the player or the, the viewer, the audience. Um, and this is going to live forever. Right. So, so we don't want to, we don't want to drop like, or like miss, miss an opportunity that seems like it's an easy solve right now. Um, but you know, when, like when we started hitting these points where it was, you could feel like the, like we might be hurting the spirit at Fortiche, which I do so much ascribe to the, the quality of the stuff that they build, you know, then you start asking like, okay, which of these things should, you know, lead the way, right? Like maybe, maybe you do make this story concession, you know, for the goal of trying to like keep people motivated and keep, keep the, keep the train moving. Um, but these are the kinds of conversations that always feel terrible, you know, um, because you never, you never want to tell a fan, like you had to make a story concession and you never want to tell a storyboarder that they've got to work, you know, a hundred hours this week and not see their family because you know, that the, you like the, the story is everything. Right. Um, but these, these are the types of decisions that, you know, like it's, it, I, I, it's easy to not understand, um, how, like how, how difficult, uh, those, those types of things are. Um, and also like just sometimes there isn't a good decision, you know, sometimes you're yeah. simply choosing the least bad one, uh, yeah. and, 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 and it sucks, you know, um, yeah. I've got so, one. I've got okay, Ben. Did you? Um, have- I was just going to say I, I wanted to reflect to you throughout this call, and these are things that I I think I observed in you when we worked together, and when I saw you at Riot. But there's just a lot of uh, the word compassion has come up many times. Um, humility has come up many times, and also inside of that, there's like a meta thing that you haven't said, but that I see is like reflection. Um, like you're you're you are an observer of yourself, which is interesting. And when I think about leadership, I think all three of those things are actually very important. The ability to be compassionate, to be humble, and to be reflective. And I, like, I want to um, add, going on. I love that. And I want to add something on there too, which is, um, you know, when we talk a lot about this concept of holistic leadership, one of the things is you've clearly internalized responsibility, not just for the work you do and the people that work with you, but also for the audience that you're serving as well, like that came through so deeply that you like really care about the players and you care about the people watching the show and that that's like honoring that, uh, this word that comes to mind is like honoring that is like so important. Um, and and that that's really, like I see that and I'm just so utterly inspired by that because you, it's as a gamer, I think it's the thing you fantasize that they're doing behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? I think it's the thing you always hope for is like, do they actually get it? Um, and and sometimes you realize the hard way that they don't get it. And um, <laughs> and so I, I just, yeah, I, I wanted to reflect that back to you as well. And uh, I have one final question for you, which is, so you and Christian and your team have just sort of leapt this monumental, over this monumental hurdle. And here you are, and at least for season one, the the dust is sort of settling, at least from the external world's perception. So in this moment right now, with everything that you're focused on, what are you most excited about? Hmm, that's a tricky one to answer. Um, all right, I, I, I won't be I won't be coy. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm what I, I guess what I'm really excited about is finding finding ways to just sort of I guess challenge the existing frameworks for you know, specifically creative things, you know, like the mm-hmm. way content's been done. What 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 drew me to Riot and what drew me to Arcane is that someone had a, an idea to do something differently uh, and to 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 also just, you know, just just excel in a way uh, or in a specific uh, with a specific strategy, you know, that people people hadn't been doing before. Um, I'm I'm very motivated by uh where technology can take entertainment now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, you know, one of the, one of the, like, this was a happy accident for me, uh, because I, I wasn't really involved with the team that worked with, uh, secret cinema to put on the, uh, the, the location-based experience for arcane. Um, but mm-hmm. I'd been really interested in location-based experiences and things like that, because we're sort of hitting this moment where, um, we can just accomplish great things in bringing your fantasies to life. Uh, and so, you know, I think, I think in some ways I've, I've always been after creating the, the, the amazing worlds that I want to live in. You know, I think, I think when you Mm -hmm. sort of like look at the things that I've, I've run at, uh, all my life, that's, that's kind of been the core of it. Um, you know, video games to me were a more interactive, form of entertainment than like a book or a movie, right? It's like you get to be part of the story and you you get to kind of like write your path in it. Um, so I'm I'm really enthusiastic to see where like how how we're going to evolve media for people over the next uh I don't know, next couple of decades and how the boundaries are going to break down, or at least I think they will break down between you know, where where your mundane world is and and all of these different, you know, um, flavors of, of fantastical experiences begin. Hey all, there's a, uh, a bit that we didn't want you to miss. This was actually after the podcast was done, but Alex had left his mic on and he told a story that Aaron and I were both really struck by. Um, the prompt for this story was, uh, about Alex and the fact that I noticed his humility and openness. And so, yeah, I hope you enjoy as well. There's a there's a thing that I I kind of remember doing deliberately when I was a kid that I think kind of really did change. I, I think it's it on it's it's what what I have to thank for what you're describing, which is you know like I guess uh, like everyone as far as I can tell, um, I was bullied uh, as, as a kid, you know, because uh, I mean I grew up in a place that was totally white and I was not white, and that is never a good thing. Um, but so uh, you know like I, I got picked on a lot and. 
I didn't get it, you know, because I'm just like, I don't know. I seem fine. I'm nice. You know, like, why are people mean to me? And uh, and also, like, it was like I, I could kind of understand it if I was like, you know, like the, the you know, that 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 super nerdy kid who like, you know, like trips over himself walking to classrooms. But I was also on a lot of sports teams and everything. Right. Like and, and I did well, you know, so I'm like, I'm doing all the things. Why don't people like me? Um, but uh, and. I had I had this experience where where um, I mean making a long story short my sister almost died and it kind of like made me have this feeling of like like wow life can end at any moment and and up to that point I feel like I I had this perspective of being like I'm just going to stay the course and ignore everyone uh, even when they pick on me and like God will sort it out right um, like I'll get I'll get my comeuppance in the end uh, and and then. One, when I had that feeling that I could die any day, I, I had this feeling that I was like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to, if I die tomorrow, I'm not going to be happy about this, right? Like I, I want to, I want to have a better, a better relationship with people. I don't want to be the person who's picked on all the time. So my strategy for this was I, ha I had to tell myself like, okay, look, everyone can't be mean. That can't be the explanation, you know? So I, I basically had to figure out how to sympathize with people who are my enemies, right? Like I had to, I had to figure out a structure in which I could understand what they were doing from their perspective. Um, and I, and, and as soon as I started doing that, right, like it, it, I kind of got to the point of feeling like, you know, like no, no one really has bad intentions, you know, like it's like, it's always pretty easy to see how someone with good intentions can do something that hurts you. Um, and, and, you know, I think that study of people, also with the goal of just being able to like, you know, fit in with them like a chameleon. Cause I always felt like a fucking alien. Um, like it, it, it's both, it's both what kind of, you know, lets me empathize. Uh, but it's also what like helps me write characters. That's awesome. Cool. I love that. Alex, thank you so much for, uh, coming and doing this with us. Uh, I had a blast. Yeah, no, hearing, thank you. Hearing... Definitely good, good to, to catch up with you guys again. Um, I feel like I ducked out of your question, Ben. Uh, it's okay. I gave you the option. Maybe you should have asked me. You should have asked me like what my what my ideas for ARVR are. I think that's uh, that that dovetails <laughs> well with my little my little end tirade there. Conversation for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and I, I really appreciated your take there on that last one. Uh, uh, and I apologize if it came off sounding like I was fishing for spoilers. That's certainly not the uh, <laughs> no, no, intention. No. I uh, you you made it appropriately vague, and I appreciate it. So um, awesome. Well, thanks again so much for joining us. And uh, uh, I, I I I'm. I, I'm definitely walking away feeling pretty inspired by hearing everything you, you've talked about. Um, this is just great. So uh, yeah, for thanks to everybody else for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Building Better Games with Aaron and Ben. If you have comments, questions, or would like to work with Ben and Aaron, shoot an email to info at valarinconsulting.com. That's info at V-A-L-A-R-I-N consulting.com. Please follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Valarin Inc. We'll catch you next time.